A new video game developer expo is coming to New York's Tech Valley region. One Upstate, a celebration of games and the people who make them, is coming to Albany, New York in 2023. Visit oneupstate.com for more information. Now we're live. <laughs> so welcome to another episode of Stories from a Bar. I'm your host, Chris Osborne, and for this episode, I'm hanging out at Speckled Pig Brewing in Boston Spa, New York, and I am joined by co-owner Larry Hyde. How are you, sir? Good, buddy. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks for, again, taking the time to do this. It's my first time here. I was excited to get up here and check this place out. Yep. We got pizza coming for you, too, if you're ready. Oh, I will be. Full disclosure, I'm nursing a little bit of a hangover. Last night got a, got away from me a little bit watching the Ranger-Devil game. Yeah, where were you? I was home, yeah. <laughs> which is why it was easier to get away because I wasn't worried about having to go anywhere. Yeah. Actually, it's uh, I don't, funny or not, I have a bet going with a friend of mine. I'm a Rangers fan. He's a Devils fan. Yeah, my son's a diehard Devils fan. He was at Game 5. Oh, really? Yeah. So the... Oh, is it? So if the Rangers lose, I have to buy him a four-pack of Alchemist Hetty Topper and vice versa. Yeah. And I need the Rangers to get their shit together because I don't know where to buy that in New York State. I don't I'm, know. You I, might have to take a road trip. I, I think I am going to have to drive to Vermont for beer. <laughs> yeah, well, there's worse places to go. It's true. It's true. Burlington is one of the trips that inspired us to open this place. Oh, we went to, really? My wife and I went to Foam Brewery and like looked at the footprint and the scale and the quality of their beer. Oh, and the quality of their beer. Mm-hmm. And it was like, man, like it's, it made it seem obtainable to start a place. Really? Not, not that I'd say ours is the on par with uh with foam or anything i'm not i haven't i'm not saying that but uh, i know of them i haven't been to any honestly vermont's so close and i haven't even gone out there to visit the breweries yet yeah burlington i need to make it yeah i need to make that a weekend trip or something great beer scene i recommend foam brewery like i said super excited to finally check this place out my first time here i will say this piggy smalls is what i'm drinking now and it's definitely feeling better about the hangover already yeah (laughs) it goes away after a couple sips (laughs) It does. Next week, we're going to be um, introducing uh, the counterpart to that of the East Coast version, Notorious P.I.G. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw the name. I'm like, I got to go Piggy Smalls. I'm like, I don't even know what it is, but I got to give that one a try. Yeah, the Notorious P.I.G. is the the East Coast version. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I I started to see the articles when this place was getting ready to open. I'm like, I read Craft Beer, Woodfired Pizza. I'm like, you have my attention. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a nice pairing, and I think... Um, our popularity has been because of the pizza. Like you know, it keeps people here longer and it keeps yeah. them more engaged, and it keeps and it's and it makes for a nice family atmosphere. Like this place right now, it's loaded with kids. Oh yeah, we're well, we're recording this at one o'clock on a Sunday. This place is packed. Yeah, we're so doing. we're hanging out in the tank room. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. No tables out there. Yeah, well, it's worse places to be as well. That's a good problem to have. Yeah. But I, yeah, I was excited to check this place out, but I've also heard a lot of great things, including the pizza and nice. stuff. Awesome. Um, one guy I was at work, I was telling him, I'm, headed, I'm going to Speckled Pig Sunday. He's like, I need a review. Like, I've heard a lot about this place. Yeah. I'm like, my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> and it smells, I mean, it smells amazing out there, by the way, because I walked right in right with the pizzas being made. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we decided to, like, make the, um, the the pizza oven visually part of, like, the entryway. So mm-hmm. as soon as you come in, you're just, like, it's right there and it's part of the show. Um, we didn't want it back behind, the, you know, the scene. We wanted our pizza cooks to be part of, like, you know, the whole reason and the whole part of the ambiance when they come in here. Yeah, that's great. 
So I'm drinking Piggy Smalls, yeah. which was, is it a, I forgot how it's described on here, Boston Spa East Coast meets West Coast IPA. Yep. I, I, um, I mean, growing up around this area, like, uh, and especially after you start drinking a lot of New England IPAs, mm-hmm. like, and then you go back to, like, I, I don't know if, if you're the same way, but I remember when I had, first had uh, a little sip of sunshine or sip of sunshine by Lawson. Oh or, yeah, yeah, or something like a heady topper, and you were like, "Wow, that's a, this is the the new version of a New England IPA." Now I don't know if you go back and drink like a heady topper, and you're like, "Wow, is it like potent?" Right? Oh like, yeah, it, it's like uh, the versions of New England IPAs that, that are out right now are juicy. Mm-hmm. They're like more like orange juicy type of beer and very citrus notes. And like you go back now and drink like a heady topper, like you were talking about earlier. And you, uh, like I just had one last month, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't! It, I have a hard time drinking it, like com- because my tastes have evolved." My, oh yeah, they're potent. Yeah, they're very potent. So, <laughs> with this, with that in mind, we we actually brewed this West Coast to be not so much as like a Sierra Nevada, mm-hmm. but more like what we would like to drink, but still think of it as a West Coast. So it's it's pine forward. It's it's definitely got the um, the hops notes uh, more bitter. Like we, there's actual bittering hops yeah. in that, but it's not quite a uh, like a Sierra Nevada West Coast. It's really good. Thank you. Uh, what are you sipping on there? Uh, the Gringo. It's our um, like our uh, Mexican lager that we uh, make to kind of mimic a Corona. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And we also have summer a, beer. a smattering of samples here that we'll talk about as we go along. Which yeah, I'm, they all look great and have fruit sticking out of two of them. So that excite. That's very good too. Yeah, buddy. We <laughs> ended up. We wanted to do a. Um, uh, kind of like a shock top or a um, a blue moon, so that we ended up doing a whip beer. Okay, and that's uh, ninety nine problems, but the wit ain't one. Nice, and uh, that's <laughs> that's the one that's adorned with the orange. <laughs> so you guys haven't even been open a year yet. I'm not sure how long you opened in 2022. Was it September ish? Yeah. September. Later in yep. the year? We're hitting our seven month mark now. Oh Eight wow. Months. Yep. How's it? Oh. Uh, how's the response been so far? I, I mean, well, as soon as I walked in, yeah. I mean, you guys have only been open an hour, and this place is already full. You know, it, it, we get a lot of regulars, um, and it's and it's awesome. The village of Boston Spa, I think, was just um, needed something like this to keep them here instead of like traveling to, you know, Saratoga on a day like today, or mm-hmm. you know, making their way down to maybe Clifton Park or Albany or Troy. Yeah. Um, now they've got their own place, and the 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 reception has been great. The village has been awesome. It's been I love it when we come in here when people come in here, and I like see people run into people that they haven't seen since school you know because it's like oh my god like it's it's become a neighborhood gathering spot which is exactly what our intent was that's yeah that's awesome like there's not brewery wise there's not a lot in the immediate area i mean yeah. we were real mccoy has a tap room walking yep. distance from here yep. i did an episode with those guys early on super yeah, nice Mike's guys gr- great Mike's beers great over there um i think it, like they might and we were like toying with the idea of maybe doing a satellite location outside of here. And mm-hmm. I know that the popularity wouldn't be as well received if you're not brewing right there. Right. Like that's part of the allure. It's part of the charm and the attraction is that the, the tanks are on display. Mm-hmm. Half the time you're seeing us either cleaning kegs, brewing, doing some cellaring right through the glass. And we're always like engaged in doing stuff. We have our, our waiters on and we're, we're actually there and people see it doing it all the time that he, he, yeah because every brewery you go to they make it a point to have all that stuff visible yeah. usually to some yeah. extent so and that is part of the allure it and is just and it's design. a source of pride too because oh, yeah. like people see that you're taking 
the care, you know, and, and, and they, I think they positively respond to that when they order their beers and enjoy it. Awesome. You know, there's, there's a connection to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, are you a local guy? Uh, from Clifton Park originally. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yep, back in the day. What got you interested in brewing? Um, our son, actually, um, uh, Mary Jo and my, uh, our son, Connor, actually started taking classes at Schenectady County Community College oh, really? for the brewing program. So I bought him a uh, like a Robo Brew brewery set, mm-hmm. an all grain system, and uh, we went like pretty pretty wild in like home brewing, and we <laughs> and we like went 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 pretty crazy for about five years though, uh, brewing about every two weeks or so, and just kind of got really into it and decided to take a leap of faith and and dive into this. Awesome. Yeah. Do you remember the first beer you brewed? Uh, yeah, my son came up with this recipe for a nut brown ale i don't know know if i loved it but but then after that i'm like no we're we're gonna buy some kits we're gonna learn the process and we're gonna start so i actually bought like a sip of sunshine clone kit off of more beer really and uh turned out pretty good and it just every beer after that just started to get progressively better and better awesome you talked about getting a lot of locals and stuff and again boston spa is not one of the places you think of when you know you want to go out and hit a bunch of breweries or something like that so are you Correct. and i imagine part of the goal is to try to turn this into a destination drag more people into boston spa yeah have you been getting a lot of people from outside of boston spa coming to check the place out and everything yeah i would say 100 percent. and we're we're pretty um there's a small community of business owners here mm-hmm. and uh they've all noticed an uptick uh in in their foot traffic and it's people coming here and then going there for dinner um like the Karina uh, is right across the street. She's changed her hours a little bit to take advantage <laughs> of the, the the foot traffic yeah. now that she has. So she sells, she makes custom jewelry. So she's changed her hours to, to to take advantage of the increased foot traffic. We partner up with um, Coffee Planet, who's like kitty corner to us with mm-hmm. all our stouts and uh, porters. We actually model after their coffees, a different oh, really? flavor. So we've done like their um, like cinnamon toast crunch. Uh, they had a coffee that was cinnamon toast, so we did a, a, a porter from that. Um, we did a peanut butter porter, and uh, we we always we try to partner with them. And then we've had um, recent uh, like a lot of like talk between us and the guys at um, Next Door Kitchen about doing a project because they're mm-hmm. seeing a lot more foot traffic come over there. So we might design a um, a pilsner for them and just sell it exclusively at next door oh that's awesome yeah yeah because boston spa is a great town to just come and walk around in and check out the shops and stuff it's turned into one all right yeah it has just a lot different from when i was a kid Uh, i'm from schenectady so Mm -hmm. uh you don't get up here that often but when i have i remember it what what it looked like like wow it it used to be a pass-through for people making their way from schenectady to saratoga and vice versa and now it's become this little dining destination and it's kind of we, we view it as kind of like Brooklyn's Manhattan, right? Like Saratoga, you know, might be like the place that everybody knows, but like Boston Spa is this quiet little equivalent. That mm-hmm. Like people are like, oh, no, that's the trendy place. We uh, want to go there. Well, track season was over when you guys opened, right? Correct. Okay, so I'd yeah. be cur- I'm excited to see how... Uh what business looks like in the summer once the track season is open yeah. if people are spilling down yeah excited is one word to describe <laughs> it <laughs> i think we might get slammed we'll see yeah. <laughs> good problems to have yeah right? we, we just started our, um i don't know if you noticed we've got a rooftop deck that's being i was gonna ask i saw that as i was walking up i'm like yeah. oh man that's gonna be awesome yeah 1600 square foot rooftop deck um we're about two weeks away we're hoping to have it done by memorial day weekend 
Oh, yeah, perfect for summer. Absolutely. Great timing. Yeah. But I love the look of the building from the outside. I love how it looks inside. Yeah. I was reading an article. So was this place abandoned for basically 15 or 20 years prior? It was. Um, our partners, and that's how we ended up becoming partners with um, the Elliott family. We had uh, viewed um, Boston Spa as a place to go ahead and set up shop and open a brewery at. And uh, we contacted Kelly Elliott, who's a local realtor, to show us a commercial property. And um, that one didn't work out, but she asked us like what our intent was and what we were looking for. And they had just bought this building uh, maybe uh, 18 months or two years earlier. Mm-hmm. And um, it was Randy's like uh, wood shop. He was going to start building like custom-made furniture and stuff. He's very oh, really? crafty. Yeah, he's in. He's uh, not just a home a home builder in, in construction, but he does uh, woodworking, carpentry. And uh, after some talks, we evicted him from uh, (laughs) all his tools out of here and began construction on uh, what now became the Speckled Pig Brewing Company. So, and they're they're partners with us. That's awesome. Um, Walking up, I noticed, because we're kind of, is it a two-story building? Is there a floor? So, what's going on downstairs? Is Uh, that going to be part of the brewery eventually, or is that for storage? That's part of the Speckled Pig's um, uh, plan, where that's being converted into a, a private event space. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, so we'll be able to host um, like bridal showers, wedding showers, poker tournaments, things like that, you know. Uh, and that'll be more for um, just private private parties where we anticipate having um, farm distiller products there as well. Um, maybe we'll team up with like Yankee Distillery or ADK um, Adirondack oh, yeah. Distilleries as well. Nice. Yep. And you guys are registered as a farm brewery, right? Correct. Yep. We uh so we ended up, um, we use Country Malt as our um, malt, distrib- malt house distributor, mm-hmm. and they uh, supply, uh, it's called Empire Malt, which is uh, all farm. It's a, they act as a clearinghouse for New York farms to um, sell their malts and distribute it to small breweries. It's a great program. I think it's uh, uh, under the Cuomo administration. Mm-hmm. Introduced, I don't know if you're familiar with it. I know I know a little bit, and I've had people that talked about a little bit of things yeah. that happened under it but yeah, yeah. Uh, under under that um act uh farm brewing or little microbreweries kind of exploded across new york state because oh, it yeah. made it accessible for people with like a limited budget to get into commercial brewing before then it was a pretty expensive venture but with this year the fees had gone down dramatically and allowed guys like us to just get into brewing um but as a result of that or we have to commit to using 60% of um, New York State grains mm-hmm. and hops into our products. Yeah. Yeah. I want to move on to one of these samples before I end up drinking my whole beer and forgetting about that. Yeah, you got more <laughs> in front of it. about that. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the wit. That's the wit, yeah. So you tell said, me a little bit about this guy. Yeah, it's got a 40% wheat bill. Um, so we're kind of modeled it after Blue Moon or Shock Top. I think we ended up with a little bit like uh, more weedy for, but you're gonna te- you're gonna maybe recognize it as a commercial like Blue Moon type product. It's really good. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, Wait. I don't have a I don't drink a lot of wits. I don't. No, me neither. I don't see. Actually, I mean they're not uncommon, but they're not super common either. Yeah, it's a fringe beer, but I'm surprised we've actually gone through uh, quite a bit of it in the last. We just introduced that last month at our founders meeting. Um, that was the new beer that they were sampling, and. Um, I'm surprised at how much we've gone through. So we are going to double batch that again, probably one more time through for, uh, to get us through the summer. Nice. Yeah, this will be a great summer beer to yeah. have on hand, I imagine. Yeah, all our new releases that we um, that we just uh, brewed are with summer in mind. We have a lemonade shandy coming out. That'll be in about two weeks. 
and a uh, blueberry um, pilsner as well. Oh, it's nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you are. You guys do seltzers and ciders too? Yeah, absolutely. Our, we don't do a ciders. Uh, that's the only product um, that we don't uh, that we don't make that we use um, Hudson North for. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yep. I actually don't know what goes into making a cider. Is that a simple process? Making cider? Or not a cider? I meant a seltzer. A seltzer? Yeah. Yeah. It's a. It's a pretty. Uh, that is <laughs> I have an idea of where ciders come from. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a very small malt bill, but it's um, it's mostly sugar uh, dextrose that we use. Uh, that's just fermented and. And then uh, you're just adding, you're basically just fermenting out the sugars. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That one's a quick one. Yeah, that's really good. So your registered farm brewery, was it important to do that for you guys to really use focus on local stuff or it's on top of the benefits that would come with registering to begin with? Yeah. I mean, we've always like, when before you become a brewer or a, like a home brewer, mm-hmm. um, like you go to a bar, right? And you'd just be, you'd walk up, you take for granted what goes into making a beer because you oh, don't yeah. have that connection to the actual finished product or, mm-hmm. you know, what goes into it. Uh, like I, I, I've said it a million times, like you go up, it's, it's so easy to take for granted when you go to a bar and be like, ah, oh, give me a Miller Lite. And a guy just pulls on the tap handle and hands you a finished product and you go about your business. When you start brewing and you realize that like you open the bags of, of grain, right? And you're actually mixing it and blending, you're cracking it in a mill and you're, you're putting it into the mash tun, and then you're opening a bag of hops. That's You get a connection to the farm, and you realize, oh, my God, aside from water, like all these ingredients come from a farm, mm-hmm. you know, and the yeast, of course. But <laughs> uh, And so you really get an appreciation for that this is, like, benefiting farmers. Like, the oh, whole yeah, beer man. industry, like, there are entire farms in New York State that only exist because of brewing, right? So you, you kind of get an appreciation for it. And, and that was part of the impetus for being a farm brewer and getting that farm brewing license in addition to the benefits that it gives you. Yeah, that's people. Well, I've lived in South Carolina. I'm from the area. I've lived in South Carolina for five years. And whenever I would tell people, yeah, I'm from New York, they just, of course, assume the city. Right. That's all there yep. is. If yeah, you every don't time live you go on vacation, that's like, there's, what you a, there's a giant state above that that's mostly farmland. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent, especially when you go out west. Oh, yeah. And you start to visit these, these places that do roast or that do barley, and you're like, because it's the barley that goes into it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, New York has, they have exploded over the last decade, probably. I think we're well yeah. over 500 different breweries and yeah. things like that. From, yeah, when at you least walked from, in here, that was a, a, a couple were over here. Uh, they're opening a new brewery in Warrensburg. So and oh, they're getting okay. the same system as us. So they just stopped in to, to pick <laughs> our brain about it. So that's why I gave them the time. To, so when you were getting into opening this place, did. Um, other breweries reach out to you or did you get in touch with them for like advice or to meet them and learn stuff yeah i I would say that's fair fair to say Uh, like the guys at stump city spent a day with us and that we were able to like watch them brew and then um the guys at other one brewing company and half moon oh yeah like they have the same blickman system that we have um and so like we came to them for advice and like i went down there we were having a problem with our wiring i went down there and took pictures and shot it up to my electrician and uh, (laughs) like They, they were really very helpful, and they, they guided us in some, some different directions for uh, different vendors and the way we hook up our equipment. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Speckled Pig. I love the name. Oh, thank you. And I love, yeah. I love the, um, the motto. Is it go pig or go home? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. And if I'm not mistaken, I read the article, too. Were you guys at a farm, and you just saw There's a whole a, bunch of pigs that were speckled? You know, it was probably June Farms, I think, where there was just all these, like, 
Have you ever been to June Farms? I haven't been to June Farms. I yeah. know about it. They have these course. massive hogs there, and they're all different colors, and it's <laughs> pretty cool. And I was like, that's a great connection to the, to a farm, honestly. Like, yeah. It's a, and it's a very memorable logo and a very nice, like, memorable name. It is. So it's very easily to market. Uh, who drew? Who came up with the logo for you guys? Because it's, it's a pig. Yeah. It's really good, though. Oh, thank There's you. There's definitely a lot of detail in it. Yeah, my, my wife is um, the the genius behind the... Uh, the artistic on that. Oh, right. well, good. Yeah. yeah, she did a great job. Thank you. Yeah, the <laughs> go pig, go home, piggy smalls, all kinds of pig things here. <laughs> it's a little little overkill, but we like the theme. No, man, it works. Yeah. And like I said, I love the whole look you have going on out in the room there. It's like a yeah. modern rustic type look. Yeah, I mean, my um, my wife and uh, my partner's my partner's wife, my partner Kelly Elliott. They came, they came up with uh, the whole, like, look for it. And then Randy, who's our other partner, executed the um, – he's in construction and was able to execute that. And their son, RJ, is the is the uh, fifth partner in the business. Oh, cool. We're going to move on to another sample now. Yeah. I got to keep moving or I'll forget. <laughs> I don't want to have to ask about all of these at the very end. I'm like, well, because I've been yep. sipping on delicious beer. So what's this guy right here? That's the Rebel Rose. That's a fruited sour. Uh, that one is black cherry. Ooh, black cherry. Yeah. That's really good. That's nice. Thank you. That's a good level of sour. Yeah, we, we don't go for puckering. We kind of just go for tartness. Yeah. You know? and, it's a, and it's a process. We've done like um, barrel-aged, like lambic sours before, or in that, in that style and tradition. The way we typically do it now is, uh, like most commercial breweries, we do like overnight souring, trying to lower the pH down to a certain level. Mm-hmm. Um, once it gets down to about three two, three one on the pH meter, that's when your tongue can detect tartness, and uh, we just keep sampling. And at a certain point, we're look me and my brewer look at each other and be like, "Yeah, that's that's where <laughs> we want to be." So, yeah, and then you can um, you can kill the process at that point. Yeah, that's a really good one. So. This building was bought, uh, and there wasn't even an intention to put a brewery in it. No, it which, was. Yeah. As I was reading about that, I'm like, that's that's actually super fascinating. Yeah. So, how did you get in touch with? Is it RJ and his family? You said that purchased yeah. the building. Yeah, we. Uh, Kelly was a real estate agent. Mary Jo and I were looking for different properties to um, start a brewery. We kind of honed in on Boston Spa as like a a perfect place that was just ripe for a brewery. Mm-hmm. We had thought about like Voorheesville, Altamont area, um, <clears throat> the water reliability and the fact that we wanted to be in Saratoga County kind of put the brakes on that. We started looking at places up in Saratoga Springs and uh, you know, I'm not saying it's saturated up there with breweries, but it's busy. Yep. Um, it's definitely would have its challenges and we kept going. It's funny. We would go there and hang out and that would be like, Oh, you want to go to the next door kitchen? You went to Henry's, and then we'd be like, we started walking around up here, and we'd be like, you know what? Maybe, maybe there is enough people in here because the 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 lack of population here was what always oh, like kind of was a was a negative we thought, but mm-hmm. it's really there's there's plenty of people here that appreciate like a place to gather and drink beer. Yeah, you know. So and there's I mean there's plenty of families here that don't need to leave and go to Saratoga Springs or Albany every. Every weekend they can come here and hang out, and it's it's been a blessing. These uh the the residents here have really taken this and made it their own. That's yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, what kind of shape was so being abandoned for 
10, 15, or however long yeah. years it was. What kind of shape was this building even in? So RJ took, um, actually, he can tell you exactly how many panes there were because everyone was broken. Oh, and he man. literally took out every pane and replaced it with the glass that you see here. Yeah, we were surrounded by two walls of just <laughs> yeah. window panes. Yeah, I think he said he had to do 312 of them. Oh, I think wow. that's what it was. So um, it had been originally a dress factory when it was first constructed. Um, and then it was left in disrepair for a while. It was purchased and converted into individual 10 by 10 um, storage units. Really? That went all the way around the entire building. And then that got abandoned. And um, when RJ came in here to clean it out, how many, how many, uh, th dumpsters? 31 dumpsters? Something like that. <laughs> Over 25 for sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just that's, and he had to. Just to clean it out. Just to clean it out. Yeah, and then they converted it into a, uh, a wood shop for a little while mm -hmm. until uh, we moved in here. Was it tough to come up with the design of how you wanted this place to look, or did you have a vision in mind? Yeah, in the, the building kind of lent itself to our design. Mm -hmm. uh, we knew that we needed We thought that this place would be plenty big for forever. And now here we are. We're only about seven months in, and we're already running out of space. We had to put up a bunch of, of um, storage units. And uh, you can see right behind you is like... That's our loading dock area, yep. and it's we're running out of room pretty quickly, and uh, <laughs> we're already thinking about where we would have to go next to um, to create bigger tank space. Yeah, you obviously have an affinity for Boston Spa, the surrounding yeah. area, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, my wife and I actually committed. We we like built a home here right in downtown did, Boston did, Spa. Nice. We just moved in last month. Oh wow! Yeah, that's awesome. So how much does it mean to you and even RJ and his family to have uh, to not only clean up this small part of the town uh, with this building being abandoned for as long as it was, but to open a business that's growing rapidly in popularity and really becoming yeah. part of. Yeah, the I town. mean, it's definitely a source of pride. And I know especially for um, the Elliott family, like because like everybody that walks in here, uh, you know, they know the most of them. Right. So mm -hmm. for them, they're just so thrilled to be able to because they own businesses here in um, in Boston Spa. So this is just like icing on the cake for them. <laughs> it really is. It's awesome. <laughs> so I'm going to move on to is this the gringo That's with the, the gringo. lime sticking out of it? Yeah, buddy. I think we already you, this is the large point you have yourself, but yeah. I need to give this one a try. Yeah, I'm blowing through it. I might have to switch to a New England. That's pretty. Yeah, that's that's solid Mexican style lager right there. Mission accomplished, right? Yeah. That's gonna. That's a. That's turning out to be a very popular. We we had that one on tap right from the get go in September, but going into you know the fall, we we haven't. So we we're actually timing this, the reintroduction of it for Cinco de Mayo. Perfect. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, these holidays just tell you, almost dictate what you should be brewing. Oh yeah, next week we'll uh, we're kicking off a mole stout, so that'll be the new one for uh, May May fifth. Nice. Yeah. So where was I? What's uh, what was? Obviously, there was a, a lot that went into opening this place. What was the biggest challenge of really trying to get things up and running for you guys? Uh, I. You know, being compliant with the state liquor authority and waiting for the permits to to go through. It was a challenge, uh, and I think anybody that's just starting this will tell you it's it's a long process. Um, it was eleven months to get our our, um, our permits. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So that that was definitely a challenge. I would, and for me, it's unsettling because you're putting all the money into a build out. You're buying. You have to buy the equipment first. Yep. Before so like 
what would happen if we didn't get approved for the permit? Like, right? Like you're, you're putting out all this money, you're doing all this work to a building and without a permit. So to me, it was cart before the horse, but you also can't wait until you get the permit because you're not getting the permit until it's ready. So, you know, that, that it's, it was hard for me to wrap my head around the, um, like investing all this money into everything without having the get go for or the, the go ahead from the state to say, Oh yeah, go right ahead. Keep pouring money in and then it's just sit and wait. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, if, if like, for example, I don't know how like a lot of companies or businesses would do it because for the meantime, you're paying rent for 11 months without any income coming in. Yep. So that's, that's, that was definitely a challenge. So you, you basically need to be financially sound for a year before you can even start business. Uh, or just, it's a huge leap of faith. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. That, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it's yeah. a risk. Yeah. But like you said, it this place was packed already and it looks like the response has just been It's been good. Really it's a church good. crowd though. It's a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> People just got out of church. They got to they gotta have pizza and straight beer. From, straight from the pew to the Pilsner. That's <laughs> pew to Pilsner. There we go. Yeah, there you go. It could be a beer, next Hashtag pew to Pilsner. That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> Sundays only, served on Sundays only. Yeah, it could be the next beer name. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so lots of beers here. Uh, what's your? Do you have a favorite beer you've done, or are they like all your children? So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> kind of. So I have. we have a professional brewer, uh, Terry Halstead, who's like crafted uh, the majority of all these beers here. His favorite is uh, this in a haze. I, I had him t- tone it down a little bit. We had our original beer was in a haze. It was an eight percent, mm-hmm. and I asked him to to make the same exact beer but in a lower lower octane beer for me. So he this is the in a little haze. That's a six point two version of it, and I drink that all the time. That's a great beer. I'll give this one a try right now since we're already talking about it. Yeah, buddy. Oh yeah, it's real nice. It's hard to transition when you're like going between flights. I, I know you have to take a few sips to you know to of each well, one. I, to... Like I said, I got to make sure I taste all these. It's part well, of the job. I know. <laughs> Sacri- job. I make I make these sacrifices <laughs> for people out there so they know. Yeah, but that, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, our uh, the beer number two there, restitution on our list mm-hmm. is um, one that like uh, I can, that's one that I homebrewed for years before um, and we entered, ended, ended up introducing that one uh, here. And uh, that's the one that right now Saratoga Eagle is carrying and uh, putting out in um, bars and restaurants in the capital region. Oh, nice. So, yeah. so what's your favorite thing about this place since it's opened? Uh, I, I kind of like people. I'm a people person. So for me, I like to like go and hang out with the, with, uh, the customers when they come in. And mm-hmm. I like to talk beer with them, honestly. Yeah, that's, I feel like that would be my favorite thing, too, is yeah. just to chat with all the people that come in. Yeah, absolutely. And when you interrupt me, I was just about to start cleaning uh, kegs. So that's one of the least favorite things I like doing. So this is this is a nice break. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I, again, sacrifices. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard to go wrong having wood-fired pizza available, of course, and I yeah. can't wait to have some. Did you guys struggle when you decided trying to decide what you wanted to do food-wise or anything like that? No, yeah, right off the rip, I knew we wanted to go the um, with wood-fired pizza. Honestly, I just knew it was a uh, it's an easy entry into the food business, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for having very little experience other than just my wife bought me one of those like um, Gosney, like wood fired pizza home version things. Like so, one of those outdoor pizza. Ovens yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. So I got into that and we were making pizza. I was like, and they just, they were better than most of the pizzas we were buying out. And I was like, so I was like, this would be a great combination. And I seen, I've seen other breweries in different areas kind of marry the two mm-hmm. and, 
to me, it just seemed like a marriage as far as beer and pizza. Oh, it's a perfect combination. And a lot of breweries, of course, just go the food truck route, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. And people love food trucks, and whether they yeah. didn't put in a kitchen or couldn't or something like yeah, that or well, didn't it's want a, to. It's but, a, I mean, it's a big enough challenge just to have a brew, brewery yeah. and just brewing beer and keeping that up. Now you put food on top of that. It's like basically two separate entities. And it's like two separate different challenges. Mm-hmm. Just like I spend most of my days just in procurement, making sure that the brewers have what they need and the pizza guys have what they need. That's like, I mean, it's a full-time job, just that. Really uh, is. Some, uh, small menu, of course, all locally sourced yep. stuff and made here, which was awesome. Yep. Do you have a favorite pizza on the menu? Uh, I like chicken bacon ranch right now. That's Ooh, my go-to. That sounds good. Yeah. That does yeah, sound we, good. We just introduced a uh, Nashville hot fried chicken pizza, which is become our number one seller and then believe it or not our dill pickle pizza really yeah i'm not as i'm not as appealed by that one the dill uh, it's freakishly good it's like that (laughs) that vinegary just deliciousness to it it's it's a good pie that's yeah Yeah. that's awesome is there a noticeable fan favorite when it comes to the beers you guys have had on tap so far our pilsner that checks and balance uh Mm -hmm. that the gringo replaced was a big favorite um, and then restitution is usually the number one selling beer, um, which is just our, our house New England IPA. Uh, so between the restitution, the in a haze and our Pilsner that comprises about 25% of our, of our sales every week for those, oh, wow. those three beers. Yeah. They're big favorites. Our seltzers that were coming on hard Are they? this summer, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, oh yeah. With summer coming, those will probably I'm really pick up. They really have picked up and we, we end up having about, we usually have about 10 different flavors. Mm-hmm. So there's something there for everybody. If you know, for the non-beer drinker. No, did you, did you guys open with like 10 or 11 beers on tap at the 12 time? beers on tap. Yeah. <laughs> how yeah. crazy, how yeah. crazy was that? You know, I, I didn't realize how ambitious it was until we um, started to try to keep them in stock. And I was like, oh, my God, we were stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what it was? We had so many, so much time before we were able to open. Yeah. So we just had just all this brew brewing. time. We're like, oh, I guess we'll just keep brewing. And then <laughs> keeping them all on stock. Uh, that's That was the challenge until we got uh, seven-barrel uh, tanks that we can double batch into. And that way, when we're brewing, we're making 14 kegs at a time. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I did start seeing places advertising having speckled pig beers on tap. Yeah. Are you guys getting out into the market now for other places yeah yeah but we're, right now we're doing a limited release with just restitution our new england ipa um saratoga eagles done a bang up job and putting us out at different locations i think we're at about 30 different locations in the capital region right oh now. wow already yeah yeah so but it's just been that one brand so far just the one skew they call it uh just restitution right man yeah. that's that's a start i look forward to finding this yeah. somewhere out on a tap yeah it's like hearing your um I guess as a musician, when you first time you hear your, your, your song on the radio, song on the radio, it's the same way. We walked in uh, Powers Pub a couple of weeks ago and saw it there, and I was like, "Wow, it's really cool." And then we, you know, we've been at Bailey's. I know a Rusty Nail has it on tap right now. Oh, nice! A bunch of places. So. I've been. Oh, wow! I haven't been to the Rusty Nail in at least a few years. Oh man, the place is mobbed. Yeah, that place does great. Unbelievable for like a small footprint. Like I've, I've always said, I'm like per square foot. That's got to be the most profitable place in, in the capital well, region. They always get acknowledged for their wings as yeah. being one of the best in town. I'm, I'm gonna say not my favorite wing. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I love. They're 20, up. They're up there. Just sure. not my favorite. Yep. Twenty North Broadway. I really like. I was. Wings. <laughs> yeah. That's where I was gonna yeah. go. Henry's is great. Has great chicken wings. Do they? Right around the corner from us. Really oh, good chicken wings. 
Yeah. Uh, again, I'm not as familiar with the places that are in the immediate area here yeah. other than, well, you now and a real McCoy, which yeah. I have to walk by to get to where I parked. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is, and tell me about the Speckled Pigs Founders Club. So the Founders Club, when we first opened, we had a, um, uh, an opportunity for uh, like the, an opening weekend of the guests that came in. We solicited them for donations to get us up and running. And uh, for 100 bucks, we gave them a T-shirt, their name on the wall. And then the first Wednesday of every month, they get to try our new releases for that coming month. And then what we'll have them do is we have them give them a taste test and they sample it. They'll um, fill out a card for us saying whether they like it, whether they didn't like it, and then um, whether they want it on, they want to see it on the menu. And then they get to try to name it. If we pick their name, we give them a hooded sweatshirt. And at the end of the day, that night, we um, give them a, a can of beer to take home. Uh, with them for that beer that they just sampled. Nice. So it's pretty cool. And yeah. that that filled up super quick, right? When you yeah. first started doing it? Yeah, it was awesome. We <laughs> only did it for the first week we were open, either two weekends or one weekend, but it just took off. It was awesome. And now it's really the first ones of every month that's coming up, actually. They're gonna it is. Be, they're going to be the first ones to try the Mole Stout and probably one other beer if, if, if we're ready, to, if it's ready on tap or not. The new New England IPA. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So. Let's talk future plans for the speckled pig. You yeah. have the upstairs, the outside upstairs yep. patio, which I can't wait to see when that's done. That's, that's going to be cool. on a th- yeah. two-story building that already looked I'm like. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, I want to go up there. Yeah, it's going to be cool. <laughs> that's got like I said, we're going to have cornhole up there. Uh, we'll have um, a tap system up there just to dispense either six or eight beers at mm-hmm. a time, and uh, we're going to try to. Uh, we've capped it at uh, 50 people is the maximum up there, but it's 1,600 square feet. So it'll be nice and spacious for everybody that's up there, and it's gonna be a great view of the Balsam Spa. Awesome, it's gonna be cool. Uh, so, what do you, what would you like to see for the pig in the future going forward? What are your yeah. goals now? You've, yeah, you've opened, you've seen the response being overwhelmingly positive so, so far. Yeah, so far. Great. So, what kind of ideas is this plan in your head for going um, forward? After we get through the summer, uh, our plan is to get a canning system, canning line, and start canning, putting mm-hmm. our stuff out there, or doing can releases here on a regular basis. That's uh, that's that's what we've got left for 2023. And then if we're bold enough to and things are going well enough, maybe a second location in 2024. Uh, awesome. That, 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 that'd be the plan. <laughs> but, uh, the wheels have uh, – uh, everything has to align just of right course, for that. Of course. Yep. Uh, is there something you haven't brewed yet that you're just itching to try? Um, I'd really like to get into barrel aging some of our pilsners. Okay. Um, oh, wow. Pilsners. That, yeah. Right. That's what I'd like to do. We we have barrel aged uh, some of our stuff, but in bourbon barrels, which um, that's been more like the special. Like we have a cream ale that we had that we put in um, uh, bourbon barrels and had bourbon barrel aged cream ale, which was delicious and all. But uh, like I... Go to Suarez. Have you ever been to Suarez family? I haven't. I wanted, I've heard a lot about them, too. I want to check that out. Great Pilsners. Uh, it's just very, very crisp beers, like Hill Farmstead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same. I, I, I've heard, I'm not 100% sure, if the form, if the brewer at um, Hill Farmstead is now one of the owners at uh, Suarez. Really? And um, that's why their beers are very similar. But I know I'd love to get into that. One of my favorite Pilsners I've had was from Warbler right in Del Mar. Yeah. Yeah. They've had one. They've made one of my favorite pilsners. Oh, really? I, I still remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was it a rice? Was it a rice one? I, I, I seem to remember. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. I think it was Perula Pilsner. Okay. I think everything's right. bird themed, of course. Yep. Yep. But yep. that was yeah. That's been one of my top pilsners I've had in the local area. Nice. Yeah. But I I mean well I 
I'll try any beer, but for some reason, darks and stouts, I just can't really get into. I keep yeah. trying them. Yeah, well, the season's over for it, yeah. kind of. It's definitely <laughs> so, slowing down. It's my time of year. Yeah, exactly. We, <laughs> we always have one on tap, and we, that's usually um, tied in with Coffee Planet uh, as far as their flavoring. So I'm always, because yeah. they always have some crazy-ass flavors, so I always want to try them. Yeah. To see if I can pick up on those. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know if I can drink this whole thing. No, I know. It's it's kind of like sours. I like sours, but I can't drink a pint. Oh, I can do about, I, depending on how, the level of tartness, I can do a pint, but yeah. I can't do two. Yep. I'm with you. Like, there's some solid ones out there where if it's just enough, just a little tart. Yeah. Unified does a really good job locally uh, with their sours. Yeah, like Unified's those. really good. Yep. Um, in fact, now I want to go to Unified. Mm-hmm. So, it's right down the road. I think you people, a couple people have come looking for you, so we're going to wrap things up in a few minutes. All right. <laughs> a few minutes, I think. Uh, so has there, you determined you wanted to open a brewery you go into it you have an idea i mean you know you want to brew beer yeah was there anything that really took you by surprise when it came to opening this place that you're like holy crap i didn't think this would be part of the just probably just the sheer amount of hours you have to be here okay it's it's seven days a week you have we have two days that are off tuesdays and wednesdays but you're here anyway because you're brewing you're doing cellar work like those are your days where you're only working six or eight hours so those are the breaks. Those are the, those are your. Those are the half days. days. Those are the half days. One hundred percent. Saturdays are the beast. You're here like sixteen hours, and even Sunday, getting out at eight o'clock, only having to be here for ten hours. You're like, oh man, what a this is like a half day today. This is nice. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, those are long days, but again, talking to the people and seeing how much they enjoy this place, yeah. that's got to make you know give you a sense of satisfaction that it makes it all does. worth it it absolutely does it, you, you know when you're living something and you're in the middle of it it you don't realize like it, it takes a step back to like look back and see the sense of accomplishment that you have because it's so incremental day to day yep that you don't realize what a big effort this was to get to this point and you don't realize what a big accomplishment it is because you're living it day and day to, oh, yeah. day you know so it takes a, a step back to look look back and be like wow can't believe it's only been a year right it's, it hasn't even been a year no so our, our distributor has said you guys wait till five years from now you won't recognize what this place is so i look forward to that that's awesome yeah so that's gonna do it another a wrap on another successful episode of stories from a bar big thank you larry for hanging out Thanks, uh telling me all about the beers and the samples here this is all the awesome stuff i appreciate that. and i'd thank recommend you. this place to anybody so if you're not doing it already, be sure to go like, follow all the social media pages for Speckled Pig Brewing to keep tabs on everything going on, all the awesome beers they'll have coming, uh, when the rooftop deck's going to open, because you're going to want to hang up, hang up, hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Do not hang up from there. Yeah, no. You're going to want to hang out on the rooftop deck as soon as that opens. Anything else you want to throw in? No, buddy. We're good. Awesome. Thank you. Make sure you get a pizza, though. That's all. Oh, I intend to. I can't all leave right. here without trying some of that pizza. So a huge thank you, everyone out there, for checking out the show. You can, of course, follow Stories from a Bar on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at StoriesFAB to keep up with everything going on and coming up with the show. You'll find Stories from a Bar on all the major podcast platforms, so be sure to like and subscribe. And even more importantly, leave fantastic reviews and share the hell out of it. So until next time, people, cheers. Cheers.